What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just want to welcome y'all to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. While I have your attention, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and also leave a review, rate it, let people know what you think. Let me know what you think. I love to read the feedback that you all give. Um, If you'd also like to further support the show, we do have a Patreon where we give some exclusive content as well as some merch. And uh, this is The Art of Letting Go. Welcome to the show. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Today, I have a special guest in the building. Um, We met through Spotify, and what's crazy is we, we didn't meet during the actual residency, but... We met at the screening, and yeah. I was like, and like when I watched the video before, I was like, "Damn, they are cool as hell." <laughs> but do you mind introducing yourself to the people? Of course. Um, my name is Tom Kit. I am a non-binary. I'm a dancer, a choreographer, and yeah, we didn't get a chance to meet at the Spotify event, but I did see you in and out, and I was just like, oh wonder who that is <laughs> they look nice they look cool um, <laughs> so yeah i'm glad we we did get a chance to chop yeah. it up and now we're here yes we are how are you doing today i'm doing great i'm glad we're enjoying nature i, I haven't like been outside outside really like beyonce said, um, <laughs> in a while as, as far as just like sitting and taking in yeah. So this feels nice. This feels wonderful. That's what's up. Um, I'm curious to know, like, what do you do to, like, just relax and uh, unwind? Because this is kind of like my space to oh, that's dope. just disconnect from everything. But what do you do to disconnect? Um, Relax and unwind. I don't think I know those words. Wow. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um, This is terrible to say, but I feel like unwinding or my version of unwinding is like still working which is not really healthy (laughs) but I I can definitely relate to that and I think that is the creative in us yes because it's like not rest yeah (laughs) because it's like yes I create for work but I also create for fun I create exactly yeah so I, I fully understand that yeah it gets to a point where work and just recreation are are blurred yeah and i'm trying to step away from that so i do this is a reminder for me to re- actually relax and that's find time up. to unwind that's um, what's up but oh. maybe watching movies i think that is my re- relaxation i guess okay i'm a huge cinema buff yeah love movies that's what's up yeah. um i wanted to ask you how long have you been dancing Ooh, um, professionally, maybe, let's see, 2013, so nine-ish years. Wow. Um, but, like, really all my life. Like, yeah. it's, it's kind of like second nature, first nature. Like, um, yeah, I've just always been a mover. Yeah. Always had a strong connection to music and rhythm. Um, so, yeah, now I'm just getting paid for it. That's what's up. <laughs> And uh, what I guess what got you into it? Like, what inspired you to like really pursue it as a career? Uh, 
I, I don't I think it, I really have no clue when it clicked for me like this is what I want to do but um, I was recently going through like an old family photo album and saw like an old picture of me and I had no memory of this until I like looked at the picture and was like oh wait that's me um, my mom <laughs> took me to a house class when I was like wow. four wow. Uh, four or five and it was with this company Rennie Harris um, who's like pioneer um and then i went on to school to learn to actually learn how stance from his students his former students and it wasn't until i looked at that picture and was just like this might have been the moment that like set me down this path yeah um and i have no no memory of it but maybe physically there's something that's still there in the bones so I've just always been drawn to dance. Wow. And what is house dance? Because uh, you're from D.C., right? I am. Yes, I am. Um, I honestly am not too familiar with, with house dance because I'm, yeah. I'm from Houston, and I don't remember my parents even really listening to much like house music. Oh, yeah. My mama, house up and down. When she's cleaning the house, when we going on road trips, nothing but house music. And it, it's um, house dance is just... It's something born out of, you know, the creating house music in, in Chicago. And uh, it's a mixture of, like, African and, like, tap and salsa. Um, but it's just, like, it's a it's a black staple. <laughs> and I, I appreciate you saying that because it's funny, uh, especially with, like, some of the music that's been coming out right now. Like oh, yeah. Like Beyonce and Drake. I see people, like, claiming... And happy Pride, by the way. Can we say happy, happy Pride? Pride. It, it is it June. Is, right. You know, happy Pride before we go too much further into the episode. But, you <laughs> know, I see a lot of people claiming, uh, like, the music as, like, gay music or queer music. And granted, I think it did start by queer people. But I see it more as, like, just black in general, like. Well, great thing is both. Yeah, um, exactly. The creator of house music, uh, DJ Frankie Knuckles, he was a black queer man. Yeah. And his influence in that art form just like skyrocketed. And then like people overseas and European folks, of course, took it and turned it into something else. Um, and that's why you have like EDM and like a bunch of... Uh, other forms now but it very much is a black queer music yeah form of music um and yeah and i I just love it like it's it's it definitely fuels my my soul yeah you should you should hop into some house classes i'm telling you (laughs) vogue is one thing i do love me some vogue it's like and then vogue also was done to house music yeah and um yeah, the combination of those two, they light a fire up my ass. I'm telling you. Wait, yeah. You know? um, that ball. So we both walked in a ball we a did, couple of weeks we ago. Did. Was that your first ball? That was my first. The Whoa. cherry was popped. <laughs> How Virgin was that? No more. It, was, it, was, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, an incredible feeling. I think I underestimated the thrill that I would get from it. Yeah. Because um, I want to do it again. Yeah. Um, 
but I I think I've prepared um, for this like it's something that is, was extremely scary of course but like all my life I've been a, a spectator and I've been um, a practicer in like studio form but there was no stepping out to get my tens yeah. and you know just bear my my all bear myself yeah um like that and it just felt wonderful yeah that's what's up um i'm curious to know how do you how do you step out of fear when you dance and i ask that because you know as you were talking about when you were younger it made me think about when i was younger and when i was a kid I didn't care about dancing in front of people, yeah. singing in front of people, none of that stuff. And as I got older, I I kind of almost feel like I go into my shell and, yeah. and like just am terrified to perform in front yeah. of people. But I'm curious to know, like, what do you mentally do to step out of that? Hmm. I don't think the fear ever truly leaves. Um I think I found ways to deal with it by just remembering that everyone is different. Yeah. And so my perspective on this thing um, is going to be different and not everybody's going to get it. And I shouldn't really care. Yeah. It's kind of what I, I kind of go to. Like, I'm doing this for me. What, what does this feel like for me? And that kind of alleviates some of the, the fear. But that, that element is still there, I guess, because, I mean, we're human. We you know, do care what people think. But I think when I put my put my own thoughts first and it's just like, how do you feel in this moment? That kind of overshadows yeah. everything else. That's what's up. Yeah. And sometimes for me, I kind of dive deeper into the fear. So it's like, all right, mm. I'm already feeling scared. So it's like. Oh, yeah, the mind start racing. <laughs> The imagination, the imposter syndrome <laughs> comes in. Yeah, that's that can be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, fuck it, let's, let's jump out of it. Yeah. Know? Oh, I like that. <laughs> and and I think, you know, in, in dancing, that's a way to, like, really express it. Like I told you, with, with the Vogue classes, like, I was terrified yeah. to do it. And I felt myself, like, just yell before actually doing it. And it yeah. was like... Oh, I needed that. Yeah. I needed that just to get me out of my head, out of my body, and just yeah, dancing is dancing is special. That's amazing. Did you dance before taking classes at home? Um, <laughs> I used to moonwalk as a kid. Absolutely, uh, that's a, that's a form of training. <laughs> People sleep on that home training, but watching the music video—that's literally what. I mean, one of the things that inspired me, um, Lord, if this. Okay, I thought a dog was <laughs> coming towards me, child. Sorry, y'all, we outside, and I thought a dog was coming. Um, but watching music videos and yeah. watching dancers on TV, award shows, and practice, practicing it in your home is a form of training. Yeah. That Who are your favorite dancers? Oh, the list is long. Um, but I think... Right now, my favorite dancers are my peers. Um, okay. Which is like, I mean, my closest friends that I can think of, Deja, who I'm not sure you met, but she was also at the Spotify okay. event. Um, 
Tyreek, <laughs> Tyreek Patterson is like an incredible mover, choreographer, brilliant eye, mind. Um, I'm attracted to people who are versatile and vulnerable in their craft. Um, and I see that from them. And uh, Taya, who you met also as yeah. well. Amazing. Um, I, I I mean, it sounds like I'm just trying to put my friends on. No, but not at all. Literally, those are like my favorite people to watch and dance with. Um, and of course, you have like the the big names, the Sean Bankhead, who was like, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Dope as hell. Um, he has like a specific, he has a, a very distinct groove in a pocket and it just, it just something that touches you. Like when you watch wow. his movement, um, and watch him do his movement, it's sickening the bag is crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I just love dancers who are confident, um, and like ooze just expert like that's what i love oh and if we're going in a ballroom monte i don't know if you saw him walk when we went to that um the last ball i don't think so he i were you there when it got shut down i was i was okay. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, they like shut it down and then revived it and then they let some folks walk for for vogue performance and um, he had on like the long do rag. Okay. Maybe maybe you didn't see him. I'm gonna send you his work. Please do, please do. Beyond Vogue, his mind, his body, his facility, insane. Yeah. It's just insane. Um Yeah, those are my favorites. My peers are my favorites. That's dope. That's really dope. Um and I had another question for you about dancing, mm -hmm. but um, when you dance, like, cause it 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 almost I watched some of your videos and it, it almost looked like you are communicating with yeah. your movements. Like, can you, I guess, express like what what is what is what am I trying to ask exactly? I guess like what what is, what is your expression when you are dancing? Mm. Uh, some things that I can't verbally say or don't have the the words for, I use movement in that way. Yeah. To to speak, um, speak to myself, speak to people who are watching, speak to people who may not have the the access or the space to move freely or speak freely. Um, so a lot of my movement comes from that. It's a uh, an expression of freedom to kind of like piggyback off of the whole Spotify experience that we had. Yeah. I love um, breaking barriers, not only for myself, but for everyone who is like me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's, that's kind of yeah. what, what was it like for you getting that uh, that call from Spotify? <laughs> oh my god i was so i had i thought it was a scam at first i was like wait a minute I, I let me too. <laughs> i looked at the email i said i'm gonna have to read this a couple more times before i respond because 
And I went and did a, a, a little deep dive and <laughs> found out Miss Francine was real. Yes. Shout out to Franny. Yes, yes. Um, but I I kind of it was taken aback and was just like, oh, wow, they actually want to invest in someone like me. That never really happened. <laughs> um, and then I just accepted it and just dove in full force and that was amazing that was an amazing experience yeah it, it really was and i felt the same way i just was like man because you know you you work so hard at right. what you're doing and right. you know to get that call especially from somebody like spotify it's like wow right you know and i my friend lucy kind of like had to check me because i was like um you know and I, I love her she's one of the folks in my life who um, helped me take mental health seriously. Yeah. Um, we need friends like that. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, it was sort of like, like I said, that imposter syndrome took over and she was kind of like, what do you mean? What is this real? Like you deserve this. Hello. You're amazing. What, what aren't you realizing? I'm like, you know what? I do. I do deserve yeah. this. And more people like us deserve this. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, what keeps you going on this journey? Uh, the the kids. It's literally the kids. I, um, I, not to get, not to get dark, but like, I've had struggles with going on or moving forward um and you can take that in in multiple ways but i think what's really kept me here is knowing that my purpose and my existence is beneficial for the children in my life specifically my niece and nephew and everything that i do is just to to make sure that they look at me and see someone that they'd want to be want to protect want to fight for um and yeah that's that's kind of the 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 core to my fire that's what's up that's what's up and what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody that's on their journey of a just a career or not even necessarily a career but just like just somebody that's on that journey of you know whether they want to be a dancer, choreographer, or whatever it may be, just what advice would you give them? Take your time, I think, mm. is a huge lesson I had to learn. Um, you are in no rush. Your journey is your own, literally. Like, your lane is your own. Your journey is your own. The timing is your own. I think a lot of times we get stuck when we compare ourselves to our peers or mentors or like our faves and it's just like oh but they made it here at this age at this time mm-hmm. i should be here my ability should be here no your timing is your own we're all different people and have vastly different experiences and um pay attention to yourself and and allow yourself to really really take time to develop whatever craft or whatever adventure you're pursuing. Um, I rushed and tried to do a lot of things and it set me back because then I had to go back 
and relearn or unlearn things. Um, so yeah, that's my biggest. That would be my biggest word. Take your time. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. And now I want to transition to talking about being black and queer. Hallelujah. Because, man, I know for myself, it's been a journey. And I really love to have this conversation with people because, you know, we are not a monolith. We Mm -hmm. all have so many different experiences, you know, and... I would like to know what it was like for you growing up in D.C. Oof. Um, and, you know, I love, love, love D.C. I got it tatted on the back of my neck. Okay. That is my soul, my home, my culture. But it was not, it just was not easy. Um, and that could have been just anywhere. But growing up in a black community, in a conservative, like, Christian family. Um, I grew up Jehovah's Witness, actually. Oh, wow. Um, which, you know, people that I love still commit to. So I, I'm careful when I'm critical about it, but I have to be honest. Yeah. It seems like it was very cult-like. Um, so growing up in that kind of almost feels like I didn't really grow up at all. It was almost just like uh, a holding cell Damn. until I left yeah. and found my, my, my tribe. Um, growing up in D.C., especially Chocolate City, I mean, I mean, not anymore so much, but back in the day, um, you know, just black love black energy everywhere i that's one thing that i'm super grateful for yeah um but it was very queer phobic you you know it was like we're black we're already targets why would you want to be queer why Mm. would you want to you know be other and i'm like it's not that I, i want to or don't want to it's i am it's not anything that you can can change yeah um so growing up with that like perspective of I'll never be <laughs> um, worthy or I'll never be considered human, always looked at as like a demon or an abomination. That, that I mean, it was just trauma all yeah, around. I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, but. Finding dance and like finding moments where I could escape. That's probably why I love movies so much because they were like my form of escape. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, finding that and finding art and allowing that to kind of be my my, my tether <laughs> to, yeah. to who I am and who I want to be. Um, I think that, that that shaped most of me. Yeah. Um. And I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Um, growing up, would you say that you, because I think for me it was, 
And where, was, you, where are you from? I'm from Houston. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, it was a little easier to hide mm. my sexuality. And really, to be honest with you, I was in denial of even being gay because yeah. I had never met a gay person mm-hmm. like myself. But for you, being queer, do you feel like, you know, it was just... Because I would say that you were more feminine. Oh, yeah. I think from childhood like it's not something that um you know and everyone has their own idea or theory of like where queerness is like is it at birth is it you know nature is it nurture i feel like it's a, a mix of both um we develop how we developed naturally and because of influences um but me and my my brother um raised completely the same and he's like the exact opposite of me um and i was and that was hard for me because he was sort of like the model of what everyone wanted me to be and look like and i was just very naturally effeminate and um i i learned later and when i say later i wouldn't say like maybe a couple months ago um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I had to take my ass to therapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you said, it got too expensive, so <laughs> I rolled out. Um, but shout out to her. She was a great therapist. That's what's up. But she helped me realize it, it wasn't just my sexuality. It was my gender identity that I was like, and added another layer. And that's what I was going to ask you because I know, because um, I'm sure we probably around the same age. I'm 35. 29. Close you a youngin'. Not. You a youngin. I turned thirty this year. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm yeah, right you, there. You are. You are. But you know, there wasn't really a thing of like g- gender. So I'm, I'm sure you probably identified as what gay before. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. And I was under the impression that I was a gay man. Yeah. And even saying that felt wrong, but it's what people would say to me. So I was just like that. Okay, I'll go with it. I appreciate you sharing that because I have my own challenges with Mm -hmm. the word gay. Now, by action and, you know, for other people's definition, I would feel like I identify as gay. Mm -hmm. But the word doesn't speak to me. It never it never has spoken to me as that is me. Yeah. Black has. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You know, that's um, undeniable. Even even being a, a male or a man has has spoke to me yeah. in my life, but the word gay never has, and mm-hmm. I I don't n- quite know how to put a definition on it. But I'm curious to know, like, what was that like for you? I guess, like, realizing that you were not gay but non-binary. So, uh, to respond to your first part about about yourself, the great thing is you don't have to define it. Right which is the beauty of it. Like, of course, that makes it um, easier to, for people to, I guess, try to define you themselves. But they're going to do that anyway. Exactly. So, <laughs> fuck them. Um, and it's a, I feel like it's a lifelong journey for some. And some you may never find what that label is, but you don't have to, you know? Yeah. You are you, and that's more than enough. Um, and for me, I think realizing my gender was also not what I was told um, 
what was your question again? <laughs> um, I guess, like, when, at what point did you realize, like, that you weren't... Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I think that's something, uh, that was, like, a, a slow burn, like, maybe when I was in elementary school and I would, like, always emulate them figures that I would see on TV and books, games. Um, and I felt that was normal. Like if you ask my elementary school friends, child, they would tell you I was the pink ranger all the time <laughs> at recess. We would play power ranger. And I was like, no, I am the pink ranger. I am Kimberly. Like y'all don't understand. Yeah. Um, Powerpuff girls got on a shirt today. Like this is like, that's who I felt a strong connection to. Yeah. Just, them energy and like I would like try on my mom's clothes and her like lipsticks and stuff when she wasn't home um and then I learned to hide it and then learn to like suppress it because you know for survivability and just try not to get jumped or abused verbally physically whatever I just had to try to suppress it and that's really really hard to do when it's just naturally yeah you yeah. um and i think it caused a little bit of um a little bit of uncertainty of just who i am I'm saying a little bit a lot of uncertainty yeah um and then just growing up and meeting like-minded people and meeting people who have already casted aside those um those those claws that have been just like dug into them they kind of just helped me realize there's more to human experience than gay straight there's more than man woman Mm -hmm. and after learning these terms and what they mean i figured out for myself what i feel what i feel like most yeah um and then talking to my therapist it was just like oh okay that makes sense um so yeah, I'm I'm a non-binary person. I use they them pronouns, um, and that's it. Just feels right. Yeah, but it, it feels like me, and that's, what's that's up. who it is. That's what's up. And uh, I think that's something I appreciate about the ballroom. Just kind of oh, going yeah. back to what you were saying about like, you know, gay, straight, male, female. Mm-hmm. Like none of that matters. Like you could be the most masculine person and express your femininity or whatever it is exactly. you know what I mean and it's a beautiful thing just to see people be people um did you have to did you have to formally come out like did you have like to come out or what was your experience like coming uh, out it was honestly <clears throat> it's kind of embarrassing because um I'm just saying I sent no my ju- mom no judgment I sent my mom an email child I sent her an email like Hey, um, I think I'm gay. I was in high school and like we had this computer in the living room and I was like sleep. I fell asleep in the living room and I had woke up and she was on the computer just like <laughs> checking her email. And I'm like trying to fake sleep like, Lord, I hope she don't read it while I'm right here. child. Um, and, you know, her initial reaction was one of someone who's also been subject to all types of you know just ignorance um and she responded out of ignorance and one 
thing that I, I love about my mom is she's one who's willing to learn. Yeah. And unlearn, which is super important. Yeah. Um, she responded and just sort of said to me she feels like she failed me and she wants to know like where she went wrong and i remember my first reaction being like i'm not a serial killer i yeah i said i'm i'm queer this is this is normal um and we talked about it and her becoming more accepting and understanding is what allowed me to come out to the rest mm -hmm. of the world um and then I had to have sort of a second coming out, which I still really haven't done formally. And I don't think it's necessary for me to. Um, but coming out as non-binary, I guess I haven't made like some extravagant post or done a, a, a video or something to share with the world. It's just like, I am who I am. We meet in person, I tell you. Um, right. I, I do include it in my work a lot. Um, but I haven't really, haven't like come out as non-binary. Um, yeah. That's what's up. And I, I feel you on that too. Like at this stage in my life, I'm just yeah. fucking me. That's, it, that's literally what it is. <laughs> if you ask me, I'll tell you, exactly. but, I'm, but I'm not going to hide at, at all. all. <laughs> as you shouldn't. You know, we've done a lot of that. And it's just detrimental. It's bad for everybody. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, of course, I'm. I will say I do support folks coming out on their own terms, hiding course, what yeah. they need to to survive in in environments where they are not safe. Yeah. So do what you do to be safe. And I I think it's something that we we all learn in our own time, and that's why I think it's dope to hear that your mom did the work mm -hmm. to you know unlearn and learn because you know I know for me I had to come to an acceptance of this. So it was like initially I wanted everybody to just immediately just be on board with right. it. And it's like well they got to do their own learning too. Right. Right. And, you know, my dad had a really hard time with it. And he's grown to the point where my dad has came with me to prep appointments. Absolutely. kind of shit. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. So. I wish. It, take some of that energy and give it to, to the men in my family. <laughs> because it's it's not the same. You know what? It, it comes down to. Because I, I will say I did have to take a break from my dad at yeah. one point because it was like, you're not understanding this. I'm trying to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I need a break. Yeah. And I think when people experience your absence. Boom. That's the one. It it makes them start to figure out, is this really fucking worth it? That's is it worth the my, my opinion, my thoughts that may not have no value in in the world in general is it worth that to lose this person right so you know i think people come around in their own time mm -hmm. i think you know the the most that we could do is just continue to just show up in the world and be yeah. ourselves and just you know that's it that's it and you know it 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 would be virtuous and kind to have patience for these people who treated you like shit um but like you said if all you can do is show up, that's good enough. You mm -hmm. do not have to put up with at all <laughs> with these folks at all. Great if you do, you know, talk to them and try to get them. But if if it's too much for your energy, for your for your mind, 
literally limit their access to you. That's what I did with a lot of the people in my family. Yeah. I, I probably done cut everybody off by now, child. Um, my blood brother shared both parents. Um, the father of my nephew, who is like my nephew. If you know me, you know my nephew. Yeah. Um, but his dad, unfortunately, has no access to me. Um, social media, real life, there's nothing there. And it's because he's not one of those who is open and willing to learn about other people. And I find that people who feel their experience is the there is the only human experience in the world um to just be the ones who who die off like dinosaurs Mm -hmm. and nothing nothing that you leave is positive it's just yeah so I, i i don't want that type of energy around me um my father was similar but he's starting to like come around more um but, you know, it's, it's still hard to, like, ignore everything that has been said and done to you as yeah. a child. Yeah. So I'm still coming to terms with that. And I would I would love to have a relationship with my dad the way that you described one with yours. Um, but it is it's, it's going to take, take. It's work. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some work. Um. What does it mean to you to be both black and queer? Um, I used to think it meant that I was like some sort of scourge on this earth. Um, Never really about my blackness, but the combination of being black and queer. It was almost like, "Mm, you don't deserve to be here. You should be more like them. But now... I look at it as almost like a superpower. Like, man, I have a very unique perspective on the world. Yeah. Based off of my lived experience. And I think I have a lot of insight because of that. And I also think I'm a lot more empathetic because of that. Um, so I, I look at it as, as a, as a superpower. I feel the same way. Like, you know, there are things that we were able to learn by, you know, I I feel like as a as a queer person, and I'm sure you can relate, but we definitely have to grow up a little faster oh, than other yeah. people because you, like you said, survival. Exactly. You have, you have to protect yourself, your mentally just, mm-hmm. it's a lot, it's a lot. But I think it has built so much resilience yeah. and so much drive within me and empathy and the ability to express myself yeah you know in ways that most men probably can't so mm-hmm. yeah i i embrace it to the fullest period as you should <laughs> as you should <laughs> um what advice would you give to your younger self uh younger me i I would say don't don't stifle yourself, don't suppress yourself for anybody. And I really wish I heard those words when I was younger. Um had someone directly tell me 
that is it that it's okay for some reason i feel like i needed allowance and permission to like the things that i i like to be the person that i am um and i i i want my younger self to know that you don't need permission mm-hmm. um but at the same time i would also want them to know that like i am giving you permission give yourself that permission to just be um yeah give yourself permission that's what's up i think i'm gonna get that framed (laughs) permission (laughs) yeah what is a reminder that you would give to your future self oh i don't think i've ever thought of that one to be honest i for a long time i don't think i even saw a future self i always thought i like lived on borrowed time like um so that's a hard one to think about i think um a great reminder would be to just think of who you're doing this for um and think of what what keeps you motivated and bound to your purpose um so yeah a reminder would be just think of your purpose and all that you can accomplish from being who you are and doing what you're doing that's what's up all right so now we are going to move into our segment called ask me a question where the listeners ask us questions. Mm-hmm. And I have some listeners sending some questions for you. Oh, and yeah. uh, Lucas, who just recently got in the ballroom, and he's an amazing, he's amazing at everything he does. Uh, sex siren. Oh, period. Uh, voguing but he asked um who inspired your aesthetic oh um i think my biggest inspiration wouldn't really be a who it's more of what i'm so inspired by water um i'm a water sign i'm a scorpio and that really has nothing to do with my reasoning but i just think that's a cool component um but water is just so malleable and just so adaptable i think um being able to adapt is the biggest tool that i can have as a as a dancer and just as a person yeah um and just being able to fit into different boxes and none at all and to like be so powerful yet peaceful i think is just crazy uh, just the concept of that yeah is, um even on the, the 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 spotify um the spotify experience i think one of my quotes was from uh bruce lee yeah and he always would say um be water my friend and i think you can literally apply that to any area of your life yeah um so yeah water i'm a i'm a water bender at heart that's what's up 
That's what's up. Um, he also had two more questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who is just getting into dance? Um, train, uh, train, 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 and I think experience different forms of movement to figure out what your body likes to do the best. Um, and one thing that I, I think that I would have loved to have done more uh, of is just stretching. I think mm. it, that's such a basic answer, but stretching is like, it's so it's so beneficial for your body outside of dance too, but like <clears throat> your body will thank you for it. My body is currently cussing me out right now because I <laughs> did not do it enough. Um, and I'm starting to get back into it and it's, so painful yeah um do you do yoga i don't and that's the thing i i i used to on and off and was never consistent with it um it's it's building that repetition and building that like the 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 routine of it that i'm trying to get back into yeah that's what's up um what advice would you give this is another question um Mm -hmm. what was what is some advice that you would give somebody just getting into ballroom, being that you just did your yeah your first um, ball? Since this was my first, um, I don't have any uh, like professional advice to give. I would just say go for it, which is like literally the essence of ballroom. That's to what me. I was gonna say too, and just have fun. Yeah, like, absolutely. Go for it and have really fun, about. and just just know that who you are is enough. And I think when you understand that your confidence and everything about you just oozes out. And those to me are the like powerhouses in ballroom from being a spectator. The ones that I love are the ones who just ooze self-confidence and self-awareness. So yeah, go for it, be confident and eat the girls up. I hear that. <laughs> Tom, where can the people find you? Y'all can find me um, on all my socials. Um, Tomography, because Tomography was taken, but we love Tomography. T-H-O-M-E-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Tom, thank you so much. Thank for you for having show. me. This is wonderful. I appreciate that. I'm, and I'm glad we got to do it outside. Yes. It felt really good out here. Um, happy Pride, y'all. Happy Pride. Thank y'all so much for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace. Deuces. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast also rate it leave a review let people know what you think let me know what you think i love to hear you know your thoughts on the show also if you would like to further support the show you can share the show with your loved ones also we have a patreon where you can subscribe and get exclusive content from the show exclusive episodes that have never released we have merch um also i would love if you guys send me in your questions i love to hear from y'all i really do this is our show all of us it's the art of letting go thank you